Good evening. This is the Bottom Rock Podcast. Today is episode 11. I'm calling it Decide and Commit. So we want to make a decision. We decide what we want to do and then commit to it. The decision is the easy part. The commitment is the challenging part. For myself, I committed this year to improving my physical health. I was able to make the decision of participating in trail races. Uh, I'm turning 40 this year and uh, or this upcoming year, 2023. And I really wanted to get into shape, into physical shape, mental shape, and emotional shape. Um, so it was something that I was proud of at 40 years old. And it was challenging because after COVID, I had some symptoms of not um, being able to feel very strong. My aerobic capacity was down significantly. And so I had to commit. So I set up a goal. I set up a goal of 150 boxing workouts um, in less than 150 days. So there was some two days. Uh, that was set for May the 17th of 2022, and I hit those goals. And then during that time, uh, one of my clients, he told me about this uh, Five Peaks trail running course. And um, so I participated in those events with him and then signed up for a half marathon that I completed um, through the trails in October of 2022. I was able to lose 28 pounds and get back some significant uh, physical strength with the boxing workouts and then with the um, like physical like weight training that I've been doing since I finished up the trail races. Uh, I'm just expressing that not to really pump my own tires, but to go through some acknowledgement that I've done over this past year of 2022 and 2022 also had some significant family challenges that I expressed in yesterday's episode um, episode 10 of being able to see the kids Uh, it's um, quite a significant challenge and I express myself um, but I'm committing to the podcast and I'm committing to sharing the experience so that people can know uh, what it's like to go through the motions and go through um, some of the details a little bit further as a uh, real-life experience. So um, basically spent Christmas alone, mostly by some choice, um, not fully by choice, and then... Doing the podcast yesterday, uh, getting a little bit emotional, expressing some things from the past with family and uh, as a young child and feeling more exposed or opening up a little bit more in like a more real way. Uh, What I wanted to do when I got off the podcast was just go to bed. Um, I wanted to delete the podcast and I wanted to drink alcohol, drink a bottle of wine, um, just to kind of numb out the wave of emotion. Um, today, what that's showing up as 
is um, lethargy. Uh, it's showing up as back pain, generalized back pain, um, a little bit of a head tension, and then um, just like the negative dialogue in my head, like the negative chatter. But what I've been doing is um, committing to those positive resources that I know work. So with the physical pain, uh, I went for, I walked over 10 kilometers today. I just finished up a a two-hour walk tonight. Uh, It's pouring rain, but again, committed through it. I had um, feelings of not wanting to eat, but I forced myself to eat and eat a a decent amount with um, like a late lunch, early dinner. And then after that, and then with energy being low, I just made sure I got outside. So uh, I was about to go to bed around 8.15. Um, I actually went to go lay in bed, put on some sweatpants. And th- it was at that time I thought, no, I'm, I'm committing. I've been doing this. I know it works. I know I'll feel worse tomorrow if I don't. So I threw on the... Um, rain pants basically went outside and and walked and headed and sat by the river for a bit took some nice photos uh listened to music and listened to some motivational videos just to try to try to pull myself into more of the um, positive state and uh it's been working for sure um and so that's what i wanted to share with you guys today uh that we have to commit through the, the challenge of a busy schedule. Um, when we make our decision to self-development, and we make our decision to living a healthier life, whether it's weight loss or change of relationship or change of career, we're going to face those challenges. Uh, the physical pain is going to be real. That could be neck pain or ankle pain or knee pain. Um, and then you're going to have to also battle those voices, that those like little voices that are telling you to quit, telling you not to quit your job, telling you to stay in the relationship or telling you to uh, give up fighting for whatever it is that you think that is going to empower yourself, what's going to deliver you to a better place. Um, Those voices from childhood, from your environment, from Uh, poor diet choices from substance uses uh, those are going to telling you like you're slow you're old you're ugly you're fat uh, no one wants you what are you doing you're not skilled like just stay in the position that you're in Um, and, and there's no point to these negative voices other than to show the contrast of uh knowing that when they get louder you're probably on the right track of making that decision um, that is best served for you and that it is the time to commit Um, you can verbally say out loud let's stop Uh, you can listen to loud music I find that um, more therapeutic and just doing those little things like going for a run going for a jog calling your friend will help that Um, and it's quite fascinating how how much it can start to drive our behavior. Uh, like I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, that feeling drives the behavior, which then changes our state. And I'm committing 
and I hope that the and I hope this is coming across in the podcast that if you're committing to wanting and needing a more positive, a more uh, affluent, a more um, just peaceful uh, and harmonious lifestyle, that the the feelings need to be controlled by our beliefs that we talked about yesterday. So I believe that I today am able to stay committed to the process. I'm finding the purpose of the pain and I'm putting it onto the podcast and that's helping me manage the consequences um, and the decisions of the feeling. So those are subsiding and um, the outcome is another podcast, another episode. It's going to uh, relieve back pain. Uh, it's going to hit my physical goals of like walking 10K today. Uh, it's going to help me uh, maintain the weight loss and um, help me de- become more dedicated to the process. And uh, enough about me for the moment. This is on a more extreme case. I know mine is uh, mine is traumatic with the family development, um, and like and uh, it's it's a it's just a place that is uh, uh, just a slow process because of court. Um, that's where the feeling of powerlessness that I talked about yesterday is there because when you get into family court, as anyone who might be listening has to go through the court process, it's just slow, it's tedious. Uh, People will attack you, people have their agendas, uh, people will be using the legal tactics that they're able to, um, and it's just a very tedious non-enjoyable process but here we are we're still alive and able and we're still able to do the exercise and we're still able to eat and and have a social life and uh, and enjoy things as much as we can Um, so I wanted to kind of switch gears here and talk about an individual that I met actually finally for the first time in person Last week, when I went to go get a haircut, uh, my hairdresser is a guy who um, we kind of trade services. He's a client of mine, um, and he has a close friend, a longtime um, friend, who had COVID and had to go into a coma. He spent two months in a coma. He was healthy and able uh, before COVID, but one of those just terrible situations that uh, because of the complications of COVID and um, the early days of COVID, he um, was placed into a coma where um, after the two months he awoke, he had extreme muscle wasting. uh, And then with, um, with the muscle wasting, he had an extremely bad bed sore. It was about the size of a softball on his tailbone. Um, when he came out of that, uh, he didn't want to live. Uh, we, we spoke openly 
um, at the hair appointment where I, I met him for the first time. And I asked him a number of questions because it was, I thought it was a great opportunity to like kind of get some insight and he was very willing to share and very open to it. And so initially he was asking about assisted suicide or what the likelihood of being able to recover because he was in one of those bottom rock moments. Like he came out of the coma, he's on medication, uh, he's laying in bed, he can't really move any of his limbs, um, not able to literally like obviously cook and clean and like just live any kind of life, just just awful state. Um, he had to go live in a care home for the rehab process once he was able to start to move a little bit easier. And he went through a lot of different side effects from medication that he was on. Uh, and I had been kind of connected because my client was the hair, who was the hairdresser, uh, was asking me about nutritional support and exercise support and what we could do with uh, electroacupuncture and all that kind of thing. So, and positive talk and music and all kinds of things that he could listen to uh, by the bedside. And um, so it was great to be able to see him because uh, he went through those dark days. He was then able to get more mobile. And now just about a year and a half outside of coming out of that coma, he is walking about 10 kilometers now. Um, which is his threshold, and which is just an, an incredible um, recovery, um, because obviously, as we know, so many people around the world died, um, and he wasn't expected to live. He could die from complications of the infection, obviously from COVID and the stress on the heart, uh, given his age, uh, uh, stress on the lungs, stress on the body, the muscle wasting. But he, here he is now living, breathing, and, and moving. And it's incredible to see he's gained 50 pounds back. Um, and I asked him about, like, what his emotional state was. I asked him about, like, what he's been, how he's been perceiving life since then. Um, he says his his ability to now express emotion is significantly higher than it was before uh his value in the preciousness of life is much higher and he said he does not get caught up as deeply in the social drama as he used to um he said in a joking uh way in a colloquial way uh i'm still the same bitch i used to be um in some scenarios, obviously, like we're all human, but he said he's, uh, in a, obviously in a very lighthearted way, he said that, but it was, uh, mostly because he's, he's not retreating back into the place that he was, but he, his, just his natural human side is coming out. So he's still understanding how important life is. And he was on the edge of dying. He didn't see the light or anything like that. Um, but that recovery phase that he went through was extremely difficult, lonely, isolating. Um, but he committed to the process. Um, once he made that decision that I'm going to live and I'm going to get out of this. 
Uh, so it's a, a different scenario from someone else who's um, been on like a bottom rock moment. And we talked about this a little bit. Um, the pursuit of our goals will be naturally challenged by a variety of avoidances. And so there's kind of three types of avoidances that I want to share with you today just to kind of check in with yourself when you're going through this. Um, the first is outright avoidance. This is the most easily recognized. Um, it's when we avoid people, places, and things. That is obviously managed with exposure, exposure therapy, exposure to people, places, and things. Um, and we can check in uh, with ourselves or ask uh, someone close to us to help us through that. The second type of avoidance is distraction. This is a little bit more difficult to identify within ourselves and within others, um, where we keep our self and our mind off of the stressor. Uh, we avoid associated emotions. Um, we do that through substance use or gambling or adrenaline activities um, or even the self-harm and, and suicide. Um, the adrenaline activities is really interesting. So someone who will start to get into, say, downhill mountain biking or snowboarding or um, bungee jumping or um, skydiving, um, those are the people who will be distracting from those emotions that are um, triggering or um, causing more disruption and uh, distraction in the person's life. And so the avoidance there. Um, is a little bit more significant, but it might come across publicly as somebody who is um, more of a type A personality. And then the last type of, of avoidance behavior that we want to check in with ourselves is um, a safety behavior mechanism. So uh, internally or externally, our behavior is um, needing to address the feeling of a threat. So we will become hypervigilant um, or go into ritualistic habits or uh, we will do um, use our resources to do intensive behaviors like triple checking things, never sitting um, with our back to the door, um, taking safety equipment, say on travel, uh, more OCD like behavior um, and... That's where we have to kind of check in with ourselves um, because it keeps ourselves or people around us, the person who's engaging in this, it keeps them away from truly behaving and getting engaged in um, the social circles and the social settings because they're more uh, in control. So the uh, the OCD behavior, they have to kind of arrange things or they can only leave by certain times or eat a certain way or drink a certain way. Um, the ritualistic habits, uh, they have to take certain routes to work or to the grocery store. They can only shop in a certain direction. Those are all um, avoidance behaviors of the anxieties that we can check in with ourselves and, and seek some help. And so what we can do, we can use kind of the three A's, uh, attitude, acknowledge, and altitude. So our attitude, when we notice these avoidances uh, that are occurring during the commitment phase, 
Um, we want to adjust, fine-tune, and clear. So there is no failure. So we want to adjust our attitude, check in. Am I being more positive today? Am I being more sad today? Am I being more lethargic today? We want to fine-tune our behavior. Um, oh, like, like I, for example, I said going to bed early or um, like the individual I was talking about who was in the coma. Um, he had to really fine-tune his um, attitude so that he knew that when he was trying to walk again, um, he was trying to find the positive in exploring the block, exploring around the care home, exploring around the hospital, meeting the new people around the hospital, um, instead of kind of getting bitter and angry about it. And that will help us clear the negative state of mind, the challenging state of mind, um, and bring more of the um, developmental um, growth phase into us. And there's no failure. The failure is only when we give up. There is dysfunction. So when we, there's dysfunction in our attitude. And so when we notice ourselves going into that negative state, just realize that it's more of a dysfunction. So we can fine tune that. And we do that um, all the time with, um, say, physical performance. There's fine tuning uh, of, a, of a pitcher, for example. He has to throw 90 to 100 miles an hour. He has a tiny little uh, rectangular box that he has to throw into to have a strike. If, it, if his elbow or his finger or his shoulder or his hip is a little bit tight, um, his delivery of that pitch is going to be uh, not as accurate or not as precise. So similarly, we have to align those thoughts and behaviors and align our commitment to being more positive so that we can adjust, fine-tune, and clear our attitude. Once we do that, we acknowledge our place, acknowledge our role and our responsibility, and acknowledge our progress and our goal and our achievement. So our place is where we are on the path to our commitment and our achievement. We have to acknowledge our role at the time. Our role is going to change as we move towards a leadership role, as we move towards being a better husband or a father, as we move towards being a better employee or a friend. We have to acknowledge where we're at. And within that, there's going to be different responsibilities. Is it my responsibility to communicate better today because I'm feeling a little bit lower? Is it more responsibility today to be more physically active so that I can be more of a role model to my kids or to my spouse or my colleagues? Um, or is it my responsibility to take more self-care? And self-care is not, oh, I'm going to take a spa day and, and eat some more chocolate. Self-care is the commitment to the better self. So that is aligning, nourishing, and strengthening ourselves. And we do that through exercise, breathing, communication, and enhancing our community. Because remember, dream work makes the teamwork. And we acknowledge the progress we've made. When we're feeling a little bit lower, and we're kind of getting a little bit cloudy or foggy in our mindset, we can look back and say, hey, I've already lost 20 pounds. I've already been able to now walk around the block. I've already been able to now 
start in this new position at this job. I might not be great at this new job, but I'm now here and I'm working and I'm taking control and going with the flow and committing to the progress. And once we're able to do that, we'll, we'll increase our strength and we'll increase our confidence. And that will allow us to get out of that negative mindset and get a little bit further. And that leads us to the third A, the altitude. Our daily work and our regular practice will get you into your new altitude. And when, as we're going up, there's always there's going to be that headwind, but there's still progress. There might be... Um, Pieces of our rocket ship, so to speak, that fall off. Those might be friends. Those might be relationships. That might be um, different commitments that we had before that are just not serving us. But as we progress in our altitude, we are going to be able to get further ahead, get that get that better vision, and arrive at our destination, which is where we made our decision to, um, to work towards. So again, attitude, acknowledge for your altitude. Stay focused on the passion and the pursuit of the self-development. Even on those days when you're feeling vulnerable and you're feeling like you want to quit, just like I said in, in episode one, Keep going. Take that next step. Get outside. Keep moving your body. Phone a friend. Listen to music. Keep going. Commit to the process. And it will continue to pass more easily and quickly. I promise you that. I've lived through it a few different times. I see it in the clinic and talking to people. Every single day I'm in there, I'm reminded um, and humbled by people's progress through cancer, by people's progress through reconstructive surgeries, by people's progress through divorces and career changes, significant career changes. Um, There's people all around us who have to move across the world to get away from war. Um, but and sometimes we get lost in all that. It's so easy to change our perspective and kind of get stuck in our own way and um, kind of get down on ourselves and get down on our circumstances. But that's when we have to adjust our attitude and fine tune like what is important to us and what is here. And we can do that when we check in with those avoidances. Um, I know I'm guilty of it. Uh, all of us will go through these different, th- these three types of avoidances throughout the process. Uh, and we'll get into kind of positive momentum. And sometimes we get into some negative momentum. But have our regular check-ins so that we can um, assess and then move forward. I believe in you. Keep going, stay focused, and be you, and have some fun along the way. Thank you. This is The Bottom Rock.